Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Laura, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at talesoflaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And today we are back with our lockdown guide on how to boost your libido and the British TV show Sex Education. Every week on the show, we'll sing the gospel, which is all about sex news. We'll worship an erotic artist, and we'll hear some confessions, really questions, and sex stories from you guys. All right now, let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. Yay, it's Sunday. Yay, it's Sunday. And I'm here with the wonderful, the one and only, <laughs> Mona D. Baker. <laughs> She's back. I'm it's back. lovely. Lovely to have you here at church, baby. Lovely to be here. I missed it. Yeah, we missed you. Blessed be the pussy. He is risen. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> I forgot for a second. <laughs> May she open to your touch. So what? What's what? What would I miss? What? What's going on with you? Oh man, we were just um, we started talking before we started recording, and I yeah. I wanted to tell you guys some stories about like this dude, like I've seen off and on, but we had like a big break in between, and we had this little game about like every day we wouldn't see each other, um, would add like one spank. Until we would see each other. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you had that game. Oh, my God. And then when we met up, he was like, oh, before we met up, he was like, there's like a secret password or something. And I was like, what's the secret password? He's like, the numbers of spanks, like the days we hadn't seen each other. Oh, my my God. It was so funny. But that was actually like a really good game to like keep like something alive. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're especially you're staying if you're separated. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like kind of cute and funny. But apart from that, what is like really going on is that that curious question of you meet somebody, you find them like they just hit you like a brick wall, like it's so intense. Mm-hmm. And then you slowly get to know them and it, you see a few things that are really not good. Yeah. Like red flag central. And <clears throat> I just met somebody like that like a little bit ago. And it's been kind of a difficult process because I know in like my mind and like with all my logical brain, basically, that this is not a good thing. And this is not going to give me what I want, really. Um, right. And it's still very difficult to turn it off or to shut it off yeah I, I mean i can relate to that for sure it's it's weird the heart wants what it wants you know like we, we yeah we can create this checklist in our mind of what we think like the perfect guy is going to be and what we're going to be into and what we definitely don't want to have in a relationship but yet yeah <laughs> yeah, you know, like for some reason, like we're not the ones even making that decision. Like attraction, so nuts. yeah, attraction is just some like abstract thing that just goes where it wants to go. <laughs> it's just crazy, you know, because like some of my friends were like, "What the fuck are you wasting your time for?" Like thinking about him, and I'm like, "Well, he's not an asshole, right? Like he's not a an asshole. It's just yeah. like the situations of our lives to keep it." a bit more vague yeah are very different and i and it doesn't look like this would be a easy fun cute relationship but it would be a really difficult situation yeah yeah Um, you're you're still into the guy totally like i get i like try to forget him and like i date somebody else and then i get a text message and i'm like oh my god like why can i not shut it off right I mean, there's obviously time that heals all wounds or, I mean, not even fucking wounds because this is really fresh, right? This is just like a taste of something where it's just curious to me sometimes that exactly what what does the heart do, right? If I'm pretty settled in who I am and what I want and and I meet somebody who doesn't really fit the bill, but my heart's just like, yeah, that's kind of what we want right that's ridiculous is it is it do you think it's partly to 
I'm, it's not that you can't have it, but is it kind of like a you want what you can't have or shouldn't have mm. situation? It could. It could be. Yeah. yeah. It could be totally that feeling of like, man, this is bad for you and that's why you're into it, right? Or maybe the fact that it is really difficult makes it so that it's exciting or that, right. you know, some some basic bullshit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like, it's not, I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. Like, I've been in situations that I shouldn't be in or shouldn't, I should let something go, but you just can't. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the thing is, too, that, I mean, you always make a decision in some kind of a sense. You can turn things off. Like, I've done it before when I was like, you know what? This is just, like, ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. And you can. But, I mean, yeah. I think for that, something kind of worse has to happen, if that makes any sense. Right, exactly. Than just, like, a, a fact of somebody's life that makes you, like... And that's a bad idea. Right. Right. Exactly. Because if somebody if somebody cheats on you, if somebody's an asshole to you, I think it's very for me then it's very easy to easy be to like, you know what? I'm right. like, okay, I might suffer a little bit, but but when that doesn't happen and you're just trying to be a little more logical about your dating life. <laughs> yeah. I feel you and I, I'm kind of in a in an opposite situation where I've I've gone on dates with a few people lately. Or there's two guys that um I've seen or gone on a date with one guy i've gone on multiple and another guy i met mm -hmm. just once but um but they both i think would fit my general ideal of like the type of guy i would be mm -hmm. into but i'm not like it's not clicking it's not like a crazy yeah. intense attraction right off the bat but they check all the boxes and that i think i made totally. in my head but yes but if if that if that connection or attraction isn't there the boxes don't matter it does not at all yeah <laughs> it's so true and it's like i mean I've dated somebody recently who is like the perfect man on paper, like yeah. so perfect that it nearly is like, you know, you're like, okay, this is so obviously perfect. And then I was like, well, but I, my heart doesn't feel it. Right. Ugh. You can't do anything about it. You're just like, wow, it's yeah. really not up to our rational minds. Sometimes. Right. I wish there was just like a little dial that you could say like, okay, I want to be interested <laughs> in this person. All right, turn off this attraction. I mean, no, I mean, easier. it would take, I know it would, but it also takes a lot of mystery out of it probably. Yeah. Of, oh yeah, for sure. Of take, like why? Yeah. Because the attraction thing is, is kind of a thing too, right? Because you can meet somebody that mentally really attracts you, right? You're like, oh, we can talk for hours and this is yeah. like super interesting. And then still, you're like but i'm not wet thinking of you <laughs> Sorry, I mean, just, I'm, I'm imagining you saying that to someone like i love your mind but i'm not wet thinking about you so this isn't gonna work out <laughs> but you're gonna want to have that feeling right where you just like are oh, there yeah. and you if you experienced it before yeah if you experienced yeah. it before somebody touches you and like your whole body has like goosebumps and oh. shit like that then it's hard for you to like take something that doesn't do that for you i'm not saying things cannot develop you know yeah this doesn't have to happen the first time you meet up right yeah i'm, I'm learning from experience of just like hopping on the train just right when I'm attracted to someone and I go full in like doesn't matter about <laughs> anything I should be cautious about I'm I'm trying to go the route of like okay you can not learn to love someone but that can develop like the the, the initial like crazy attraction right off the bat might not be a good thing because you're not you're not being rational at that point it's so interesting because what's the fucking balance, you know, because in some kind of a sense, yes, you get older and you have more experience. So, you know, that most of the time, the super crazy in love doesn't end super well. Like yeah, somehow yeah. it often is a bit of a disaster. Right. Exactly. Why? I don't know. Right. You're just like the once you fall the hardest for you're like like right off the bat where you don't even know them where you put a lot of fantasy in it and yeah stuff. exactly somehow those are often catastrophes and most of the time <laughs> for sure when you slowly like you meet somebody you're like oh cool and then you meet them again you're like oh nice okay right and slowly you all, it also gives you a chance i feel like to get to know the person right on not just like a physical level because if you meet each other and you just want to fuck all the time you also you spend nope. less time getting to know each other yeah and and what like 
do you guys, do you want to hang out after you have sex? Like, do you have enough Seriously. in common? <laughs> like, can you hold a conversation with this person? You know, like, there's a lot of other things to consider. I know, but also, you know, there's conversation and conversation. Because somebody who really stimulates your mind, for lack of a better term, that is worth so much. Oh, for, yeah, I, I feel that completely. Yeah. But you said something <sighs> earlier about like dating and like it taking it super slow. So yeah, tell yeah. me a little about that guy. Yeah. So one of the guys I've like been hanging out with um, a couple times, like we've met a couple times, but it's it's weird if you don't establish how both of you feels about the whole pandemic situation before you meet yeah. up. There's a lot of guessing, <laughs> like, do I need to wear a mask the whole time? Like, do we need to keep our distance? So we've hung out probably four or five times and we just hugged for the first time like that was a breakthrough <gasps> wow <laughs> just because so he's the one who's more cautious or yeah I, th I think so it seems that way but he's i don't know it's like i'm timid because i don't know how he feels and maybe he feel he's in the same boat like doesn't want to cross mm. a boundary with me i think we just need i think if you're gonna date someone right now like or date someone new right now like set it right off the bat how you guys feel and what you're both totally. comfortable with because it's a little bit of an awkward like tiptoeing around if you don't address you that you could still do that with him no oh yeah, yeah for sure yeah because if you just be like hey what's like your comfort level are you scared of COVID or yeah I mean did you guys wear masks at any time yeah oh, I mean really? well like with each other when you were chatting. We, we, we've been outdoors the, for everything that we've... We've never been inside okay. together. So it's all been outdoors. So, um, And it's a conscious decision, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, like okay. oh, yeah. one night he invited me to come watch a movie at his house, but outside on a like a projector and a sheet. So... <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of cute in some kind of a sense. Like, it, it, yeah, it is cute. It's just... it. it it's weird kind of navigating like have you gotten tested lately like some yes. people are, are just more cautious than others about <laughs> totally. it which i which i respect i i get it but uh i do think i mean we said this several times on this podcast but i do find it very fascinating that a lot of people are more concerned about covid than stis you know um <laughs> for damn sure <laughs> and you're like oh how about like a year ago where you just like fucked everybody raw um <laughs> sorry <laughs> Wow. <laughs> You're so hypocritical. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, interesting situation to navigate right now. Yeah, it's fascinating. I'd love to hear like people's dating stories, actually. If anybody has like some, please send them in because it's a fascinating time. Yeah. For sure. Especially maybe not in LA, obviously, but for other people when it gets colder now in winter, it's going to be harder to have a date outside. So right. what are you going to do on a first date? You can sit in the snow, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you do go skiing or some shit, you know? I don't know. Right. That's quite an epic first date. <laughs> exactly. You're like, so. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, week no, in the mountains. I, I'd be curious to hear, yeah, if there's been any success stories of COVID relationships. Oh, for sure. I yeah. think there's actually, well, there's these kind of two things, like a lot of couples broke up during the quarantine. I do think people met each other and I think it moved forward more quickly because you had less opportunity to like just be social. So right. I think you kind of have to go a little faster within the relationship. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because then you're not sleeping with a lot of people. You're just like, okay, we're our COVID partners now. And maybe that just means like our dating. I mean, it happened to me. You just like intensify that dating process. Yeah, for sure. On that note, we're going to go to the gospel. Ooh, the gospel. The gospel. And the gospel is sex news. And it relates because it just was the beginning of fall, officially, a oh, few days man. ago. Yeah, nuts, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> where I'm at, it's kind of cold. Yeah. In a lot of places around the world, really, um, COVID cases are going up again. Mm. or have not gone down yeah. um so it looks like in the fall and the autumn we have kind of like a second lockdown or a continuous quarantine measures yeah yeah right so i thought because of that 
we're going to do a little bit of a doomsday sex prepping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Meaning, I'm just meaning, how to boost your libido, you know, in a time where it might be a little bit more challenging or... Got it. There's a lot of uncertainty around our sexual lives and how we date (laughs) and how we're locked up with one person or with none or um, how you date like that. So I want to talk a little bit about libido. I mean, first off, I guess there is no no such thing as like a normal sex drive, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To kind of say that first. Well, there is a way to find like your medium or your like perfect point. Yeah, your happy place. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Your happy place. Your happy sex place. Yeah. Um, where you can, <laughs> where you're like in touch with your body and your needs and stuff. Yeah. And so for just to be very technical here, um, what is the libido? Uh, libido is basically a term for sex drive. And it's just your overall sex drive or desire or sexual activity. Um, and so there is... I mean, what is like a low libido for you? Let's let's start it like that. Oh, interesting. Uh, like, how do I like how much how much I want sex? Like, how yeah, do I even? How would you just? How do you define? What do you think if you have a low libido versus a high libido? How would you feel if you have a low one? Uh, I mean. I guess I'd I'd gauge that by how often I masturbate. Yeah, that's a great gauge. Yeah, yeah, because um, not having a partner right now, like I'm, I'm not going out and I don't have opportunities to have sex necessarily. So, uh, yeah, you almost have opportunities. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, uh, but I, I'd say like if I, I could go a week and just realize like, oh, I, I haven't masturbated at all. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Just focus on other stuff, yeah. Totally. I mean, I think there's, um, I think there's something about yeah, how much you think about sex or how, how often you arouse. With when you're with a partner, it's pretty obvious too, right? Like how often are you desiring the partner? And right. Exactly. Want to have sex or have sexual fantasies? Um, and I think apparently another marker is like if you're being concerned by the lack of sexual activity or fantasies you're having. Oh, yeah. I've never been because in some kind of. Right, because in some kind of a sense, it could be like that you just, that it's also fine for you that you have a low libido. Right? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, whatever. Like, this doesn't really matter to me, especially if you don't have a partner. If you have a partner, you might have a partner that gets really concerned. Right. <laughs> They're like, uh, but I want more sex than you. Um, but we're going to look at some ways to like, if that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you just want to ensure that your libido is like healthy and like, where it's, I guess, supposed to be at the moment or with a partner. The first point I wanted to talk about is like understanding your arousal and to learn what turns you on. Okay. Because I think we talked about this quite a bit, um, actually, with with the book Come As You Are by Emily Nagowski. Mm-hmm. This idea of kind of like figuring out what your accelerators and brakes are within your sexual arousal, meaning what turns you on, what turns right. you off. Exactly. What makes you and tick? Com- yeah, and com- like compare that with your partner's turn offs and turn ons in order to kind of like find a good um, place of where you both are, you know, understanding um, of what what works for exactly. And apparently, there's some like tips that I found online by the psychologist on like how to ramp up. <laughs> your sexual fantasies. All right. Bring it <laughs> on. Your arousal. <laughs> oh, but they're pretty simple. But it's like fantasizing, right? Taking some time to yourself. Uh, masturbating, clearly. And I think more intentionally seeking out, you know, things that turn you on. Right. Um, sexing with your partner is uh, is a tip. I do have to say, like, I, I met this guy. Well, I've known him for a little bit. But, like, we just hooked up for the first time, like, a week ago. So. Oh, um yeah and we don't live in the same city so we've been sexting and phone sexing a lot (laughs) (laughs) phone sexing we've been phone sexing we've been phone sexing a lot (laughs) no but like it is honestly it is so hot i mean i feel like he's a little bit of a master at it because I just get like it's multimedia. I think I said it last week, but it's like <laughs> videos, it's voice messages, wow. it's texting, it's photos. It's this kind of 
whole fantasy land yeah, that that's I'm some, in with him. That's some next level phone sexing. It's <laughs> so it's so wrong, right? Um, it's actually <laughs> it's actually been fucking amazing. I yeah. haven't had it this intense with anybody ever before. Like so, so continuously, you know, arousing basically. Right. Yeah, yeah, so that, you keep each other at a level constantly, which is also a little exhausting. I mean, I masturbate a lot these days. I'm just <laughs> like, okay, because it's so such a turn on, right? And I think that especially if you don't live in the same place, that's great for having a build up and like craving it, like craving wanting to see them. And and when you do see each other, it's just gonna be an explosion of sex. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, when I see him again, which hopefully is pretty soon, um. I'm not sure how long we'll I don't think we'll talk much, is all I'm saying in the beginning. <laughs> it's gonna be high and we'll have sex. <laughs> this I is how it. I imagine. <laughs> it's probably not gonna be like that, but like that's kind of the vibe of the feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um another tip was watching porn, reading erotic stories, mm-hmm. um, buying new sex toys. Yeah. Which why not? Um, having your partner kiss and touch you without the expectation of sex. Love it. That's right? great. Yeah. Even though, how does this actually work? <laughs> I mean, how about you say that you're not allowed to have sex, but then it's probably going to end up just like the that restriction, I think, will make things yeah. even better. Yeah. Oh, my God. That restriction is, for me, the worst and the best. Yeah, it's great. It's it's an it's a interesting line to walk. I because love we don't really have that as adults very much, right? And then, like, that is something actually i had this with a guy where it was drawn out so long that then he touched me um on my clit or whatever and like i came so fast I because the build-up had been so brutal no i i, I love that so much because <laughs> he didn't touch me at all right it was just like i don't ah. know it was it was nuts it was really good so <laughs> definitely definitely um and also in that sense, I think there was a little bit like communicate about your fantasies and like spice up your sex life and set time for your intimacy. Yeah. Which I always find like it sounds so like it takes out every romantic no. aspect, right? <laughs> You're not going to say like at 9 a.m. on Friday, that's when I masturbate and think about sex. Like, no, it doesn't need to be so mechanical. <laughs> 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 well, I mean more with a partner. I think if you do it with yourself, I mean, I do that, right? I'm like, oh, tonight I'm going to spend some time with myself. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. But okay, yeah, That's with that. a with a partner, yes, it's weird to Very have schedule. like, all right, Saturday night. Sorry, big but night. I think some, but I think sometimes that might be good. There was this couple a while ago. I think they wrote a book and they did this thing. They were in a marriage and they didn't really have sex anymore. And they um, did this experiment for a year. That they had to have sex every day. Wow. Did you hear about that? No. So nuts. I read this interview a while back. And today, actually, I talked to a friend of mine about the book. Um, and it was just really fascinating because at first she was like, it, of course, it's a little exhausting. You know, you're just like sometimes you're tired. Yeah. But after a while, it really like it really helped them. And it got them into this like super intimate thing with each other. Interesting. Um, and it changed their relationship. Cool. Like for the better, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that <laughs> and then but, the divorce, no? Right. I, I could see that working. I guess, like, like in your head, you think like, oh, that's gonna take all the sex inside of sex. But, but I could see if you're if you've crossed the line in your relationship where you're just not having sex at all. I think if yeah. you do schedule it just to make sure you do it, that can that can reinvigorate you and make you interested in it again. Oh, totally. And I do think that there is a little bit of a maybe the pressure of having to initiate or whatever falls away. Right. 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 And like who's going to touch whom first and stuff. So yeah. uh, I wouldn't really need to do that. Like, <laughs> but maybe later on in a relationship, maybe it does, does happen, you know? Like, yeah. And maybe um, as you get older and libido goes down, you know? Totally. And you have kids and you have job, like, you yeah. know, you're working and stuff. But um, okay. Another tip is eat certain foods. Um, and there's yes. like tons of different ideas, right? Like a few Asiacs, um oysters. Exactly. Oysters. I think chocolate is a huge thing mm-hmm. um, because it also releases serotonin in your body and stuff like that uh, because it has mood lifting effects. So I think there's a little bit more about that aspect of it. Right. Um, 
I think we talked about this before. There was maca root that increases the production of male hormones. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't know so, it was specific for men. Uh, apparently, it works for women, too. But apparently, that's just like a, a specific side effect, too. Right. Um, and then I read like figs, bananas, avocados. But there's so... I mean, those things with the foods, I'm always so... I'm also I'm always questioning it a little bit. I wonder if it's just more like a psychological effect, right? Yeah, right. Than really a physical effect, right? Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. It could be minuscule, but hey, if it if it helps, I'm I'm down. <laughs> I mean, especially if you eat something sexy, you know, like in some sense, as long as it for you gives you a little bit like of a good feeling, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. If you do like oysters, that can be pretty essential, right? If exactly. you don't like them, it's kind of gross. But then, <laughs> yeah, like eating a giant chili cheese dog that's going to make you full and feel gross. Like, no, that doesn't sound sound sexy. Totally. No, totally. But I mean, this relates to the next thing. And if that's what a lot of doctors say is that you have to take care of your body, right? So in some kind of a sense, this is the most basic of all um, tips, right? Because it's the way, you know, you feel about your body affects the way you feel about sex. Right. Yeah, amen to that. I mean, and and it's not saying you need a certain body shape. It's just you gotta no. you gotta feel sexy in your own skin. And if totally. if you if you currently don't in the current situation you're in, then do something about it. You know. Yeah. So they're saying exercise, sleep enough, um, take care of yourself, maybe meditate because stress is like a huge issue too for you. Oh Lydia. yeah. So in some kind of a sense, sometimes you have to address the things, the other things first, like the things that actually lower your libido, like right. stress or lack of sleep or unhealthy eating habits or yeah. taking too many drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that'll do it. Just saying. Well, because it was funny. I think I read this thing and they were like, oh, one glass of wine is a good idea, but don't get drunk. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you can have great sex being tipsy, but I think when you're really wasted, it's like, yeah, no, it's I mean, it's, mess. it's a waste, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, how's it with alcohol with you and sex? Uh, if I'm really drunk, no, but I think, I think one glass of wine or something just to get yeah just to like let loose a little bit i think that that helps but even a ten, couple you know? yeah 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 for sure a couple so, but 10 you don't you don't want to be like oh my god bumbling. no no and also i actually when i'm really drunk i don't really come easily like no that's, no no it's like kind of gone and like for guys obviously it yeah. doesn't work like that yeah <laughs> When they're really drunk, you're like, oh, this is not going to happen today. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're not no, going to finish this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, <laughs> well, um, and obviously drugs are like that too. But um, yeah. another tip is communicate with your partner. Obviously, like address relationship dis- dissatisfaction. Um, just being open. You know, even if somebody has a low libido, maybe talking about why that is and like other things that can change. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of relates back to like turn off and turn on because um, in that book, Come As You Are, she also often talks about the fact that some people use sex as like a reliever of stress. Right. And some pe- people don't want to have sex at all if they're stressed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the, the biggest point that you mentioned is just like, Okay, you're not interested in sex, but t- take care of the other things that are making you that way. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Like get more sleep, eat better, exercise. Uh, yeah. I know it also it seems so like simple anyways, right? right. They're just like live a better life and right. you'll <laughs> have more sex. Yeah. Which seems a little, that's a little hard of a suggestion, I guess, to a certain degree. But obviously, if you're happier with your body and with yourself and yeah. it, within your relationship, um, but this is actually another one that I thought was super interesting. And it was like, fix your low sex drive with sex. And the whole idea is that the more sex you have, the more you want it to. Oh, yeah. Which is that that's fascinating to me, because like when I'm in a relationship and having a lot of sex, I'm masturbating more just because really like, yeah just because it's in your mm-hmm. head more and like yeah. you you are picturing a certain a specific person and like yeah yeah it's interesting i do think i mean i have i mean i want sex most of the time but when i do have i'm in a relationship 
I I want it all the time. Yeah. Like it really, really, <laughs> the more I have it, the more I crave it. And right. the more, like even after, I think this is always the hardest for me, like right when something ends, when you stop dating somebody or whatever, yeah. or you have a breakup. I'm always extremely horny <laughs> and it's really complicated because then I'm just like, I'm craving. I'm just like, Oh, I need to have sex. Yeah. Right. Again, yeah. Um, which is a little trippy, obviously, because sometimes e- you're in a bad emotional state. But- <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> it can go all different directions, but yeah, to have more, to just also get back into the routine. Maybe that relates also back to that couple we talked about that right. made a schedule. Exactly. Because if you get used to having more sex, you'll probably explore more. Yeah. You have more fun with it and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, And then last but not least for this part, it's strengthen your emotional connection for better sex. Um, And I think that's just the same idea as everything with the body and the mind. It's if you have like a good emotional connection to your partner, you'll Mm -hmm. probably feel more inclined to be close to them. Yeah, I would would say so. (laughs) And be able to like communicate what you like and like feel safe enough to share fantasies that maybe were like afraid of and stuff like that. Right, exactly. Yeah. So here now we're going to talk about a couple things that are bad for you, libido. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I want to start with um, medication. Um, and there's quite a lot. So please look into it if you're on some prescription meds. Mm-hmm. But for example, birth control and certain antidepressants have been linked to decreased libido in men and women. Oh, interesting. I, I, I don't think I realized that birth control had that effect. Yeah, there's quite a lot of women who talk about that, um, <laughs> that it just like really that they just don't want to have any sex, which is so ridiculous because you're taking birth control so you can have sex. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then you're just like stupid I'm loop like, of like, <laughs> and then now you can have sex without getting pregnant and now you don't want it anymore. You're just interesting. Like, <laughs> yeah. So with antidepressants, it's like that too. I mean, in general, with depression, sex drive often goes down too. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's just different markers. So if you do feel like um, your low libido coincides with you starting, you know, new prescription medication, mm-hmm. go and talk to your doctor because it could be a side effect. Yeah. Um, then there's a couple of uh, prescription drugs to um, aid low sexual desire in women. And one is flubenzerin. I cannot say this. And there's another one we talked about uh, recently. But the the trials are not like super conclusive um, about how much they actually help. Um, I think apparently it looks like it's mainly the placebo effect of like you thinking you're taking something. Right. That's, yeah. For your libido. That That makes sense. Which is the same, right, with Cialis and Viagra. Viagra, Those two are not really to increase your libido, but often it helps just mentally because then men are not so afraid of their performance issues. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it kind of boosts their confidence and stuff. Yeah. Um, They can get stuck with a 12-hour (laughs) hard-on. Can you imagine? (laughs) Well, I did hear, and this is kind of nuts, actually. I was talking to... um, this guy, it was like, it's been a little bit, but he told me about this thing that for a while he was um, doing quite a lot of drugs, you know, mm-hmm. like going out and partying yeah. and doing a lot of cocaine, actually, in his case. And I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Obviously. <laughs> and then he was like, it was so ridiculous because obviously he couldn't get hard. It was like really difficult with like a sex life, right? Yeah. To take that many drugs, all right, just on the weekends. But like, if you're single, where when are you gonna meet new people, right? Yeah, exactly. And you're taking drugs, you're meeting people, you can't get a hard on. And then they or he would take Cialis in oh, order geez. to get a hard on. And then you're just like mixing too much oh, shit. Man. You know what I mean? It's just a drug cocktail. I know, and who knows what that's gonna do? But. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's so funny because when I found this out, I was like, oh, my God. You know, because he was like in his mid-30s or something. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of a crazy story. And then I was starting to ask around um, a couple friends because I was like, so like guy friends, because I was like, well, I don't know. I don't think anybody who have like had sex with has ever taken, mm-hmm. you know, like Cialis or Viagra. Right. Vi- Viagra. Um, and then they were like. Maybe somebody has. And then I was thinking about like a guy who I had sex with and like it 
did not stop. Like, he was hard forever. And like he would come and still be hard. And I was like, this is a magic man. Yeah. And then, and I was like, maybe he took drugs. Yeah. Maybe he had a magic <laughs> pill. <laughs> magic man or magic pill. I don't know. Exactly. Um, I mean, just a disclaimer for the guys. You do not have to have sex for six hours no. to satisfy her. No. I'd um, kind of rather you didn't. Exactly. <laughs> Most of the time, we do want to walk the next day. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, it depends, depends on what kind of sex we're talking about, right? Like, I love to have sex all night long, but this doesn't mean penetrative sex. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then just to round it up, a few more things that cause low libido um, would be stress, anxiety, and depression, um, low self-esteem, and again, drug and alcohol use. Yep. Right. And medication. So just check yourself on these things. Be healthy in general for the right. lockdown, people. <laughs> but also know the sex life is connected <laughs> to how you feel and everything. Yeah. I mean, easier said than done. But but take baby totally. steps. Yes, yes, yes. And I do yep. think that I would always recommend maybe reading a book like Come As You Are by Melina Nagowski that I mentioned several times now. I think think is a good starting point to kind of get to know yourself a little bit better in your sexual desire. Yep. So do you have any suggestions? What do you think for low libido? Huh. What would you do if you want to like, like ramp it up? Uh, within a relationship? Yeah. That or alone either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I, th- I think that just make, like forcing yourself to have more sex would just flip a switch. Like you could mentally just be like, ah, I'm not into it. But I think, I mean, sex tends to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> tends sometimes. So when so you're maybe, lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe you just need to remind yourself of that. Yeah. 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 And just, yeah, address anything that kind of like stands in your way and it makes you feel not so sexual, I guess. Right. I do think, I mean, masturbating, no matter if you're in a relationship or not, is a great way to get like closer to yourself and to kind of. For sure. And reignite that fire, you know. Yeah, I totally think so. And like I mentioned before, there's so many things you can do, right? You can do a whole evening just with yourself, taking care of yourself. I yeah. just masturbated in the shower the other day with a toy, and it was like so hot. It was the morning waking up. I mean, losing oh, my mind. I loved it. That's awesome. It's better than an espresso, people. <laughs> Somebody. That's for damn sure. Good morning coffee. Yes, uh, just like you that. Start doing that. <laughs> you should. It's actually a really nice way to wake up. I was just like so happy, and like I was like, oh my god, this is fantastic. Let's get this day started, people. Oh, I love it. And now we're going to go to our worship section. Ooh, the worship. The worship. The worship is erotic art. And today, I'm a little late on this one, but um, I've been wanting to talk about this TV show for a long time on this um, epi- uh, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And it is Sex Education. Great. I love it. Which has two seasons out. It streams on Netflix. And it was written by the playwright Laurie Nunn. Um, and it's a British dramedy would say yeah yeah that's yeah that's a good way to say it right and uh so actually maybe i'll ask you so what is it about um it is about this teenage boy whose mom is a um, sex therapist Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he himself hasn't i mean hadn't had sex but he just he's been around his mom has heard him talk heard her talking to other people and whatnot so has this kind of base knowledge and somehow in a roundabout way he ends up giving all these high schoolers sex (laughs) advice like he becomes a sex therapist (laughs) even though he has never had sex and just hilarity ensues and like sometimes his advice works out great sometimes it, it does not at all um and yeah it's just it's it's a cool, interesting way to do like the high school drama thing, but adding mm-hmm. in like like explicit sex. I think they did it so well because it's pretty raunchy. 
also very explicit, right? Yeah. About sex and like very specific. I mean, third episode, they're talking about rimming, right? Like you're yeah. very much into the into the world of like explicit sex sexual ideas and yeah. um acts and stuff. But um at the same time, it feels very much like non-judgmental and so open and exactly. still kind of kind and sweet. Right. Like they deal with homosexuality, they deal with all different problems. Like um yeah. I think it's cool in a way that people like someone who since people don't talk about sex openly enough, someone who may feel like they had a, a specific problem that was unique to them, I think this show could give them comfort to realize like, oh, totally. I'm not I'm not so different, you know. It's actually funny. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who had watched it and she was like, you know what? I wish that show was out when I was a teenager. Right? Because it would have asked, like it would have answered so many questions that I had that I was afraid to ask my friends back then. And I could have just been basically educated, section yeah. have sex ed through a TV show, through entertainment. Exactly. Exactly. Right? I mean, I, yeah, I, mean, I wish that was around as well. It's nuts, right? And in some kind of a sense, they make it so normal to talk about sex, which in turn must help kids or teenagers to be more open to talk to their friends about it. Right. I mean, hopefully. You could even just reference the show. Well, I I read this like Guardian article where where all these um, British teens were talking about what the show did to them. And it was oh, like really? so cute because they're like, I finally found out this and it made me feel more normal about like... Um, you know, being asexual or being gay or like yeah. understanding that sometimes it's difficult to give a blowjob and maybe you have to say no and you have to accept if somebody says no and the cons I don't know. I just feel like there's so many different aspects to the show that are so helpful to people. Yeah, d totally. I mean, did you, uh, like, growing up in Europe, did you have to go have, like, a sex ed class in school at any point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we Was had that it. informative at all? <laughs> I mean, it was informative, but I feel like it was... Um, I mean, it was devoid of anything that sex could be pleasurable. Right. Anything that you do. It was, it was all just about mechanical. procreation. Right. It was like, this is what you do to procreate. This is what happens when the semen enters the uterus. You know, yeah. like it was not really. Um, I mean, we have some scary shit about STDs, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, use yeah. a condom. Be afraid. You know, like that kind of a vibe. <laughs> be but afraid. It no, but it was a little bit like that. You know, you're just like learning about the diseases. I was actually thinking about this not too long ago that the female orgasm was never mentioned once in my school education. Right. No, yeah, I don't think so either. Like, it didn't exist. Like, the this thing doesn't exist at all. You just... you Obviously, the male orgasm is mentioned because right, ejaculate. Because that's, that's... Yeah, well, that's an essential part of making a baby. Exactly. But there was nothing about pleasure. Right. No, 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 no. What about you? How was uh, yours? I think my biggest takeaway from sex ed class was realizing I when I was a kid, I thought like once you got your period, you were just always bleeding. I didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I, I thought you, this is just something you're stuck with every day. I didn't realize it was like a, a either a week long or four day thing. Can you imagine? <laughs> I was like I was dreading becoming an adult because of, I thought that that was what the situation was. So that I think that was my biggest takeaway and relief. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise no otherwise no i i, I don't remember yeah, yeah. any other details of it i think it like you said it was probably very mechanical like this is how yeah. a baby's made i mean i think for me i was um my friends and i i think we kind of learned about sex pretty quickly yeah. but i think it was still so um so much through the lens of male sexuality in some kind of a sense. Right. Because even when I was younger as a girl, we would talk about like stuff like a cosmo cosmopolitan article, like 50 ways to blow him. Right. But we weren't talking about like 50 ways to masturbate as a girl. Right. And having an orgasm. We yeah, wouldn't talk exactly. about like how like good in bed somehow imply that he would tell his guy friends that you were good in bed and not that you had fun in bed. Right. Yeah. That you had a good orgasm, that he was actually pleasuring you. Yeah. I'm not saying they weren't, but I think also guys had 
no understanding at all when I was really young, like as a teenager, what the fuck they were doing. No, of course. I mean, of course not. And and but in in reverse, like also we didn't like exactly. Yeah, which is obviously everyone, really hard every- because you can't tell them what to do. Like yeah, just- <laughs> everyone's learning. But but circling back to this show, I think it's it's helpful and informative but also like really well done like entertaining great totally. show so i strongly recommend it anyone checks it out i mean it's so funny i do think that um jillian anderson is playing the mom um, yeah, sex she's therapist. Great. She's fucking hilarious i mean in the first in the pilot episode you see her office like so he has like a, um, a guy come over to study with him after school and he like tries to clean up his place because there's all this erotic art right. hanging around and he's like massive dildos and all this crazy shit and he's like <laughs> trying to hide it all and I was like this is so funny and this is oh, probably how great. my kid is gonna be when his or her <laughs> girl like friends are coming over and they're just like my mom does this crazy thing oh my god there's so much erotic art in my apartment it has to go away yeah and it, it's funny <laughs> when his mom tries to talk to him because she's obviously super open about it and like talking about sex isn't a weird thing or a weird line to cross with your child but he always gets so like squeamish whenever she tries to talk to him about it but I think it would be cool to I mean yes it would be awkward to have a parent that is that mm -hmm. open but also I think beneficial I mean totally I mean I wonder I think it's really funny thinking also in the pilot episode she says something like sweetheart I've noticed you pretending to masturbate (laughs) And he's just dying, right? Oh, and then he's yeah. like, then he has a wet dream, and she like cleans his sheets and shit. And I'm just, <laughs> I was like, so all the boundaries are being crossed, oh, you know? Yeah. Like a kid trying to have sexual um, exploration without the mom, but still, I mean, at the same time, I have to say, like, I have a younger sister, and I, um, I remember when she kind of got to the age of you know being interested in sex and stuff mm-hmm. and I started talking she had some questions and I just started talking to her about you know masturbation and like stuff like that and I just really wish I had that when I was 14 15 you know yeah I that's I, I had never thought about this I I have an older sister and there was one time we went on a hike together and I don't know how the the subject of sex um got brought up but we spent an entire hike and i was just asking her so many questions like once that (gasps) once that line was breached i was like does it hurt like she's like yeah it can but like yeah so many it was nice to be able to have that yeah that's really i mean and this show can somehow help kids when it's not so open maybe with their families and stuff like that there's a few lessons from the show that i want to go through really quick but um i think what was really interesting in the second season they were talking a lot of STIs and how they actually spread. And they're kind of like myth busting. Right. Right. And they're talking, I think there's like an outbreak of chlamydia. Sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and then like the, the kid says, Otis is the main character's name. He says something about like, you cannot catch chlamydia from the air. You know, you have to have like a specific sexual contact. Right. Or whatever. And just to learn these different things that are maybe just so out there you know where you're just like oh how does this actually work how do you yeah, get exactly this? exactly um and things like that you can actually tell your partner what you like in bed um and if you learn that with 14 15 i wish i would have learned a lot of yeah, these things right. way earlier man like <laughs> yeah yeah adolescence um, would have been a lot less complicated <laughs> yeah seriously because i mean you have to figure it all all out by yourself basically right i mean obviously you talk to your friends but i do think it was really different um in the sense of like what the focus was and this is obviously a part of like why it's so interesting to me to talk about female sexuality right now because i never really was taught much about it and i did have to figure it out by myself mostly right well hopefully we are providing that service to some of the people listening Amen. I hope so too, people. <laughs> if you have any questions, yeah. we can answer that. <laughs> well, but the good thing is now that we've been doing this for a while, like it's you've we've mentioned this before and you have the same effect, I think, that a lot of people come to you and ask you questions because oh, you're yeah. a safe person to talk to. Not even I think the biggest thing is to be non judgmental and just be like open to whatever people have to say. Exactly. Yeah. Any friends who know I do this podcast, they like, yeah. 
they now can talk to me openly about what what it is that they're dealing with just knowing like what we've on this podcast we've talked about it all you know so nothing's <laughs> yeah, nothing's like... gonna shock me or surprise me like it, yeah <laughs> which is yeah it's nice well yeah that's a nice thing but i mean at one point i was um, i was laughing because somebody asked me about um some some yeast infection, whatever, and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm not a doctor. You know, like, right, I, yeah. can, I can give you basic information and stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> Things are beyond me. Um, but I do find it nice because then you can also have that kind of community feel or that safe person that you can share the things with that you may be like afraid of uh, afraid about um, right. sharing with somebody else. Actually, I just had a guy reach out to me. That was pretty interesting. Um, and he was like, you know, I can talk to nobody about this. Can I ask you a question? I was like, I mean, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is kind of what I'm, what I'm, what right. I'm here for. Um, and then he was like, you know, he couldn't really, he was afraid to tell me what he wanted or what his fetish was or whatever, you know, mm. because he was like, what is it better to find a partner who shares the same fetish as you or should you just like push it down? I was right. like, oh, you shouldn't fucking push it down. I mean, so your fetish is probably not that weird, you know, and yeah. I'm sure there's somebody else you'll find or just to have an open conversation with somebody. And the whole conversation was just so interesting because then he told me what it was and I was like, it is not that uncommon at all. But I think <laughs> if you don't talk to other people, you really get so self-conscious about exactly. these things. Exactly. You think you're the only one who feels that way, but then yeah. that's why communication is is key. Just you, you'll totally. feel less odd. Well, and you get so much closer to the person. It is kind of, and you know how much fun it becomes? I mean, obviously you do, but it gets so much fun in the fucking bedroom. If oh, yeah. you just talk about what you want and you totally. start... I don't know. You, oh God, it's the best. Yeah, kind of sex. you just let your you let your guard down. It's great. What do you like? It's the best question in the world, and then it can just fucking go. It's fantastic. <laughs> now we're gonna go to confessions. Ooh, confessions. Confessions and confessions is um. <laughs> st- <laughs> Confessions are stories and questions from you guys and answers from us. And today there's two longer ones. Okay. Um. So I'm going to keep it to two just because it'll take a little bit longer to unfold, I think. So the first one is from a guy. And he says, as a guy, I really only care about making my girl come. Literally, I'm cool not coming as long as she does. But so here's my question. I have a decent collection of toys for female pleasure, satisfier, womanizers, dildos, etc. Would you feel weird being with a guy that has a toy collection, but you know they've been used with other girls? Oh, interesting. Love this question. I mean, you've you've had sex with someone who had a whole fucking treasure chest. Correct. Um and yeah, like that's an interesting thought. Like, I with my ex, he had um, a small collection of toys, kind of for shared pleasure stuff. Not like I didn't take a, a dildo from him, you know, but like butt plugs <laughs> and like cock rings yeah. and stuff. Um, and yeah, I guess it's a little odd to think like, oh, someone else used mm-hmm. this, but. I think I got over that quickly, realizing like, oh, yeah. but this is going to give me a lot of pleasure, so <laughs> I, I'm cool with it as long as they're clean, you know. They're, yeah, totally. I I think you're right. I mean, I I think with the guy with a treasure chest of sex toys, there was one moment where I was like, I remember the first time I saw the chest, I was like, or the chest, all the toys. I was like, yeah. oh wow. I mean, clearly this is I'm not the first one. You know what right. I mean? I'm not, I'm not breaking in all the fucking toys, but um. Since, I mean, if this is how, I mean, I know that he cleans his toys and everything, right? Yeah. Like, if somebody's clean, I think these things, the pleasure was so much more important and so much more fun because also I think the the idea or the thought that it is super important for him to give yeah. a woman pleasure and he thought about it and he's, like, also given a lot of women pleasure is totally. actually really hot. Like, yeah, I, it's sexy. I like that somebody like thinks of um, what can turn you on. I mean, I actually just had a guy that uh, I've been seeing for a little bit. He just bought 
sex toys just for me yeah which is awesome and that's what i was going to mention like sure if you have a collection of sex toys great but it's it's also fun to go shopping together and pick out stuff especially if it's a newer relationship like if you go shopping for a sex toy together or just go into a sex shop you'll learn more about what that person is into like I, i i love that idea I mean, I wonder, there's probably just a difference between, like, if you're dating somebody, like, seriously so, and you're exclusive, or if you're just a one-night stand, you're showing up at a guy's place, and he has all these toys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, different Which, for me, I'm really, I don't care, because I love the idea, right, that somebody's really likes to explore and stuff like that but i'm yeah. sure there's a girl i'm sure you will meet one girl who is going to be like you know what that's a little gross to me yeah which is and yeah. then if she says that you just don't use those and if you keep on dating her you guys just buy some together for her exactly or she can bring hers over i've done that too yeah, yeah, of course you well i've done that too <laughs> <laughs> I remember sitting in like a cab and being like, "This is the funniest thing." I brought like because I brought every brought like everything I had. Wow, well, it was the same. It was also not everything, but a lot. Yeah, uh, because it was the same guy with like the the treasure chest of sex toys. Because uh, he was like, "Bring everything, we'll play," and I was like, "Fuck yes, <laughs> I love it." I bring all my Lego pieces to the party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is really how it is. You feel like you're a kid. You're like, oh, come, yeah. You totally. arrive at his house with like a bag full a bag of, of toys. <laughs> yeah. Like Santa Claus. Like, Seriously. And I'm like pulling them out. I'm like, look at them. <laughs> it was actually funny because like most of his toys are black and most of my toys were like pink and, and color purple. purple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, this is just what we pick out, you know, color wise. I love it. Really funny. But yeah, I mean, I think you can also communicate. Actually, you could even ask a girl and be like, hey, I have some toys. Would you want to play with them? And she yeah. could just be like, you know, I'd rather not. Then you don't even have to be in the moment of like fucking attacking her with a womanizer. And she's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't suggest attacking anyone with a sex toy unless no. it's meant for that. But I no. do actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you actually have you actually actually used some of the clit section toys before? The suction toys? Yeah, like a Satisfyer no. Pro or a Womanizer. No, I haven't. For, I love them for my personal use. Uh, but I just had somebody use mine on me. Yeah. And if a guy doesn't know how to use them, they're really <laughs> weird. <laughs> I can I'd rather, only imagine. I'd rather have a vibrator because a vibrator has a longer... Just for anybody who doesn't know how this actually works, but like a vibrator has like a bigger surface of it vibrating. So a guy can't do that much wrong, right? Yeah, he doesn't need to know the exact spot. No, and exactly, especially if you use like the magic wand, that thing's big and it's just like brutal anyways. So it's kind of easy to to, uh, stimulate a woman with it. Right. as, As the partner. Um, but if you, so the clit such a thing, it's a, it's a sex the clit toy. Is such a thing. Oh, no, I, I thought you the, said the clit okay. suction, the clit suction, um, toys. It basically is this little snout or whatever, and there's some air pressure. Yeah. So it's pretty small. So you have to kind of target the clit a little bit more. So if you're in the heat of the moment and you're just like putting it somewhere on her vulva, you might miss. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you're just like, and then it's just like doing something. I mean, because I told him at first, I was like, hey, just be careful because this is a pretty brutal toy because it is. Like if you turn it full on up, it's like, oh gosh. And so I was like, okay, just be a little careful. But I think it took him just a little bit. I had to kind of help him figure out where it could actually work because if it's just on your lips, it kind of does. I mean, it feels nice. Maybe that's a useful toy though to to show him exactly where your pleasure spot is. So if he's like going down on you, he knows exactly where that is. I mean, I feel like if he opens his eyes, I hope he sees the clit. Yeah. Uh, open your eyes (laughs) no but (laughs) there's a little dot no but i think i mean the heat of the moment is not ideal right because right it takes even me even me when i masturbate with it you know you just go by your own feel right Right. because you kind of go a little up a little down but you know because you feel exactly exactly yeah so just as a little side note (laughs) (laughs) okay and now to the second question it's from a girl and it's a pretty long story um, but I want to read it all, so we'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. She says, I've been dating my boyfriend for a year and a half. 
I come from a five-year relationship with not a lot of casual dating before. My new boyfriend has only casually dated before and a lot. One day before we were officially together, I found old nudes from an ex on his phone. I think it's normal for a dude. And although I'm pretty confident with my body, it still hurt me a bit and made me feel a little insecure. So the nudes were from before they were together. Right. From somebody else. Yeah. We had amazing sex since the day we met. We've been living together since COVID. Um, And now she says, sometimes if I can't get into it right away, I'll imagine him hooking up with someone else, an ex, spontaneously hook up, whatever. And it's kind of hot. I don't want this to be the case, though. I want to be in the moment and I'm worried I'm not feeling totally confident in myself. And that's why my mind goes there. But I know this can also be a common fantasy. I just don't really want it to be mine as I tend to just mentally torture myself over it. I tend to be a pretty confident, positive person, but spiral out sometimes. Um, Yeah. So that's super interesting. And, and then she asked, should I share it with him? I don't know. Um, I don't want his mind to go on someone else. Then, yeah. you know, so she has or to think like on. by by hooking up with someone else that will turn her on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's a, I, I, I mean, I would need to know more about her to say if if it's a lack of confidence on her end or if it's just like something that turns you on, like. And does it specifically have to be with an ex or could it be someone else like? I mean, she said um, someone else, an ex or a spontaneous hookup, whatever. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. And yeah. she finds it. So she start when they sometimes when she they have sex and she's not fully in the mood yet. She starts imagining him having sex with somebody else while they're having sex. Basically. Right. That's the, that's the thing. Well, I think her torturing herself over the fantasy is probably the worst part of it. Yeah. Don't torture yourself over it. I know, but it's easy to say, right? Then yeah. If you're already yeah, yeah. in that mindset. True. Um, I mean, I think it'd be really good to to somehow maybe be emotionally a little closer to him if that's something that you're afraid of or craving. Um, yeah, maybe if- that's just an underlying thing because the, the, the relationship started with you finding nudes of an ex mm-hmm. on his phone. So I think that's kind of been ingrained in her head from the get-go. Yeah. And yeah. and maybe, yeah, she just needs to be a little more confident. Or I mean, that you can't just all of a sudden be a little more confident in a relationship, but um, yeah. just be a little more, find a way to get closer to him and make sure that your relationship is stable i mean they're living together so yeah that that should give her some solace but um i mean i do have to say something about um about the fact that somebody had a relationship beforehand or sex beforehand right and that that makes you feel less confident it's okay but really you had somebody before him right like in some kind of a sense the fact that this person's not a virgin when you met them that should not make you feel less confident in yourself. And right, exactly. be a blow to your self-esteem. Yeah. And, I mean, that's jealousy maybe a little bit on a different level because to be jealous of somebody that this person is not even like, in contact with anymore. Right. Um, I, that's that's yeah, really that's... hard because he can't do anything about that, right? And so in that sense, no matter what he says to you, what he gives to you, it's probably something you have to figure out with yourself right where you kind of have to see like how can you feel safe with yourself Mm -hmm. and then with him um but at the same time just as fantasy that he fucks somebody else and you find that kind of hot i think it's also just okay to enjoy it a little bit maybe if you take the taboo out of it and you you just are like oh this is fine this is a cool fantasy maybe the fantasy even goes away because exactly. maybe it just exists because you are torturing yourself over it right yeah exactly i i think that's that's sound advice yeah because it could i mean maybe even i don't know if this is a good idea or not but you could even try to see if when you masturbate and you imagine that scene if it actually does anything for you maybe you'll just be like oh this is kind of silly i'll right. just think of something else you exactly know? exactly if it's something you're turned on by don't torture yourself over it no i mean to be honest i think um sexuality is so varied and things turn you 
I mean, we the weirdest things turn us on. Yeah. It's <laughs> totally okay. Totally. And like sometimes it's just for a little bit. I think the more we judge and punish ourselves over it, the more persistent they'll stick around. Yeah. I, um, I agree. And I mean, obviously you can talk to a therapist if you if you feel feel like it, you know, if it's really if it's um, really getting in the way. Yeah. yeah. yeah getting away of it um yeah and being in a moment in sex i think or during sex is a lot of focusing on the other person right mm-hmm. and focusing on sensations in the moment right so, so you can really like mindful meditation mindfully sex yourself into <laughs> the moment you know for sure yeah for sure focus on him look at him listen to how he's breathing kind of like focus on your vulva see how it feels like you know yeah. just kind of get into the moment and breathe and stuff like i think it can help a lot too for not yeah. having to like transport yourself into a fantasy in order to get turned on right just let go and be there yeah and even tell him what you would like him to do because when she said if i can't get into it right away then go slower with him right Instead of having to have a fantasy in order to get turned on, yeah, tell let it, him let it build up. that you would like something else, or yeah, I think right. that'd be like a good way to do this too. Yeah, yeah. Now when I have sex, <laughs> I know me too. <laughs> Ugh. This is the craziest show. Every time after, I'm like, so, and now I have a whole list of things that I want to try. Yeah, exactly. I know. Such um, a tease. Well, no, we gotta get some guinea pigs lined up for. <laughs> <laughs> guinea pigs oh they're more than that of course of course <laughs> no of course they're more than that <laughs> we started the show talking about love you know i know right i'm just going back to um some pure pleasure my friend i love it well well here's to finding some uh test subjects <laughs> I'm kidding. I want to find someone I that this. I can have a deep emotional connection with and great sex. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Yes, it was thank lovely you. as always. I hope you have a very sexy week. Yeah, please do it for us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Someone, no, I'm kidding. Oh, all right. Oh. See you next Sunday, everybody. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. And make sure to check out my quarantine show, Pillow Talk, where I chat with my favorite erotic creators and play truth or dare with them. If you like today's show, please, please, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next Sunday. <laughs>